You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Oh, all right, get connected. Let's get connected to our feelings. Let's get connected to our pain. To our pain. Because <laughs> today in this podcast, we're going to redefine pain. So basically, what pain looks like, what pain can do for you, rather than it feels like death, even though it, it is, it feels like death. <laughs> yes, it feels like death, but it's not death. <laughs> you aren't dying, I promise. Yes, you're very much still alive, I promise. That's you're why dead. you can feel pain. <laughs> okay, no, but in a, on a serious note, I just felt like last week when we were redefining humanity, mm-hmm. which is basically what this podcast is about. I mean, that's, that's our title, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how we are... Um, giving people space and opportunity to redefine a lot of things. So we kind of wanted to go into a redefining series in a way Mm -hmm. of um, like a bad connotation of what some things or what the world views as. And so we kind of just want to give space to where like, okay, let's redefine that. Is that true or can we question that a little bit? So we wanted to talk about pain. Pain, because every single person feels it probably multiple times, <laughs> you know, daily, weekly, monthly, monthly all of the yearly, above. all of the above. But I also feel like we both obviously have gone through pain, yes, but we have dealt with pain in many different ways as yes you know I feel like maybe at the beginning or like early in our life the way that we dealt with pain is way different than how we deal with pain currently and kind of like that process of how did we end up changing how we deal with it and how we perceive it yes and I feel like like as children we aren't really taught how to handle our emotions in a healthy way or handle when pain comes up. Like most of us were taught like just shove it down, stop crying, suck it up, mm-hmm. rub some dirt in it, like move on, move forward, don't feel. Yeah. And I know us as when we were in high school, <laughs> do you remember <laughs> oh that whenever we would feel pain about boys or just friendships or losing somebody, mm-hmm. I remember we wrote on a sticky note every day, especially you would be like, fuck feelings, no pain, you yes. know, like, oh my you know, it, it, that was like the mantra of like, F feelings, more money, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, so basically work <laughs> until you're tiring yourself out so you can distract yourself from the pain beautiful that's exactly what I was thinking I was like it was more of a sense of like no fuck those feelings don't feel them shut them off and focus your energy on literally anything else Mm -hmm. you know what I mean 
And I mean, I feel like, yes, we were taught that. And then also when you look at the world around you, that's exactly how everybody else typically deals with any type of negative feelings in their life. Because mm-hmm. it's like, no, we're not supposed to. Or some people are like, I'm feeling these negative feelings. No, this is wrong. I'm not supposed to feel these negative feelings. No, positive, positive, positive. Let's just like slap on all these cliche terms on our wounds and then just move forward and act like everything's fine. That's just as destructive as well because you are slapping a bunch of band-aids when you're bleeding. Like you're literally bleeding out over the band-aids that you're putting on yourself Mm -hmm. and it's just causing more destruction. Yeah. So, okay. So since you brought that up, then we know that a band-aid is not what fixes it. So if you had to give like your opinion or advice on how to deal with that instead, what would you say? Like now knowing how, you know, going through pain and knowing all that now, Mm -hmm. like when you feel it, instead of just being like, Oh no, I'm fine. I'm fine. How would you deal with it instead? I'll be honest, guys, like, yes, we do a podcast. Yes, we have a lot that we have learned in our 26 years of life, but I'm not a queen at it. Like, (laughs) I'm practicing it today. Exactly. Like, I'm literally practicing this. It's so funny how we're talking about pain (laughs) because I feel like I've been reliving a lot of pain in the past couple of weeks, but... One, when you, like, Krista, when you asked me that question, what would you do rather than slap up a, a bunch of Band-Aids? Guys, it's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. I, I want to numb out. I, like, I want to, <laughs> I want to go and have a distraction of mm-hmm. whoever can numb my feelings and, like, go out and do stuff or, like, you know, I mean, let's just be honest, like, wouldn't it be so nice to just go out and drink every night just to numb yourself? Yeah. I mean, in most people, people do that. Do. And then wouldn't it be nice to just go out and have a guy, you know, give you attention? Yeah, absolutely. Or a girl. Yeah. Or a girl. And then, or just to go out and consume yourself with friends or a community and constantly be around people just so that you will be distracted so you don't have to go home at night. And be alone with your thoughts. Like, yes, that is the most tempting tempting thing. And I, there's always that instinct that you want to do those things. Mm-hmm. Because we're on survival mode. And when you feel so much pain to where it literally feels like if I feel one more ounce of this pain, I'm going to die. Like, this feels like death. Yeah. And so your instinct is to shut it off. Like, is to go straight to all those things, to whatever you do that helps you, you know, medicate from them. Yeah. And, um, but what I would say to that is you have to feel it to heal it. Like, you truly do have to bleed. I remember, this brings me back to memory, me and my dad would always go on walks and we would... (laughs) We would always go to this, like, Pennington Field and mm-hmm. just play around with me and my brother and, like, ride our scooters or bikes. I think this is when he was teaching me how to ride a bike. And um, I remember I just crashed so hard. <laughs> I crashed so hard and hurt my knee really bad, like, gushing out blood. I was like, Dad, Dad, we need to fix it. We need to hurry. We need to put a Band-Aid on it. We need to... He was like, no, 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 you're going to let it bleed, and then it'll eventually stop. Just mm-hmm. let it bleed. 
And I was like, but dad, no, 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 it's bleeding all down my leg. He was like, it's okay. It's not going to bleed forever. Just let it bleed. You're going to be okay. It heals itself. Yeah, it heal. Yes. He said, he was like, our body can heal itself. You just have to let it bleed. Mm. I was like, oh, shit. Dad. Ooh, dad, coming in. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that, I was like, wow, my dad was so profound. Thank yeah. you, dad. But um, I was just very confused to why, like, my dad wouldn't want to put a Band-Aid on it and, and take care it. of me. Yeah. Like, because to me, I, when I was five, I'm like, but don't you want to take care of me? Don't you just want to heal it like that? Yeah. That's what my view has been on God all the time whenever I feel pain is like, well, dad, don't you love me? So don't you just want to heal it like that? Mm -hmm. By your one touch, you can heal all. Yeah. Like the girl, the women, like just touched her robe and she was healed. So why can't that happen to me? Mm -hmm. And we think about a lot of Christian these days, which makes a lot of sense. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It happens like healing can be a very quick fix and then sometimes healing is like the longest journey you will ever decide to take Mm -hmm. to heal that pain and to heal all that trauma and the trauma that's living inside your body but sometimes healing and feeling the pain that you need to feel it's it does take a long time. You just have to let it bleed. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't look like bleeding on others. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when we do let it bleed, sometimes we do become destructive. Like, this is going to sound weird, but... Okay, so I'm watching The Vampire Diaries right now. I'm in that, like, little... <laughs> and But it's interesting how, if you ever do watch The Vampire Diaries, the vampires, they have this little switch... This this isn't real. But just to explain the show, they have this switch that they can turn off to turn off their humanity because vampires feel things very deeply, especially coming from a girl who feels things very deeply herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And in order for them not to feel the pain so deeply, they tend to shut it off. And what's interesting to me how the creators and writers wrote this is that when people shut off their humanity, they become evil and destructive because they're not feeling the pain that they're supposed to feel mm-hmm. in the moment. And it causes them to kill, still, and destroy and to wreak havoc on the people in their lives. And I feel like God was just kind of speaking to me in that moment, which I know this is like a very, well, this is supernatural, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think God does speak to me through TV shows and a lot. That's how I escape. That's one of my escapes is through TVs and movies. But it's just interesting to me that when we disconnect from our humanity and when we disconnect from our pain, we actually become very destructive and we delay the pain and then when we delay the pain and we feel it let's say two years from now five years from now ten years from now like some marriages are or like some adults are it feels even worse because it's all of it it was just adding up and it's like those people who like just react so quickly out of just that small thing when it actually just wasn't small to them it was just the camel it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. I mean, while you're speaking right now, it just 
it <laughs> this just popped into my head just the fact that like when you have pain and you quote unquote like shut off or push it down or whatever in my head it more so is like instead of that pain being in your awareness and you understanding and thinking about it you almost like push it into your subconscious and so although you're not being aware of it anymore because you're trying to shut it off it's still there it's still there and so subconsciously your body is in pain and you are in pain and so your actions show that but for you living in the moment and your awareness like you've shut off to that so you don't see it then you know what I mean like for me I remember like the times that I've been in pain and I I'm like the queen I mean if you heard my story I'm the queen of like don't feel anything just keep busy and you're gonna be fine yeah I honestly <laughs> envy people who do that it's like there's a part of me that really gets jealous that people can numb out that easily yes and no yeah because although to the outside world it looks like they're doing perfectly just fine I promise you when they are alone it is fucking hell you know what I mean? So yes, like you can envy them from their outer, like because their outside shell shows that they've, you know, got it together and they don't have to feel any pain. But I guarantee you as someone who's been through it, they're feeling pain. Mm-hmm. And every single time that they are alone and they're not, they don't have the chance to shut it out. They don't have the chance to keep busy. It's like a, it's a storm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's interesting how, when you brought that up, like Christians call that joy. There are people who actually (laughs) call when people are in that mess and in that suffering, they call it joy because they're like, well, you're going through pain, but on, but to the outside world, you're being happy. Like that's joy in the midst of your suffering. Like, no guys, that's just suffering and that's hiding. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can have joy. Like, (laughs) of course you can have joy, but what if that, like, I think the definition that we've made of joy and what that looks like, it doesn't look like that. That is a person being alone in their, in their pain and not feeling brave enough or bold enough to ask for help. And I think just cause you brought joy up, like I really do think that maybe joy can be whatever you redefine pain as. Like for example, like if I have pain instead of shutting off or thinking I'm freaking dying, you can redefine that and be like, because in, in almost every single case in my life, every time I felt pain, there's always been, um, an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for me to figure something out about myself or about like a situation or something. Like there's always been some sort of brighter side to that pain. Although, Sometimes we don't pay attention to those because we always fo- we as humans typically only focus on the negative things and we'll hone in on that. But like for me, it's like, what if joy and I'm just redefining joy for myself. What if joy is when I feel pain instead of, you know, hiding or getting down on myself, trying to rethink of it like, OK, how can I take this pain and help me grow within this pain and I feel like that is a testament to like kind of you for the last two years is like throughout all of your pain 
that you have endured, correct me if I'm wrong, there's always been some sort of like flower that's bloomed or like something outside that has grown or, you know what I mean? I always learn something each time. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, maybe, maybe for me, that's what joy is, is, you know, understanding that pain paves way for opportunity Mm. every single time. Yeah, pain paves way for you to spring forward mm-hmm. into who you are meant to be. But that's only if you let it. Mm-hmm. Now, there is this pain where it literally just feels like pain. Like, I'm dying. I'm on survival mode. Um, this This feels like a cycle. This feels like a level 10 pain. And you never feel, you never see the, the refining moment in it Mm -hmm. and I understand that I understand that um because for the longest time whenever I would feel pain because I would because I was taught to oh move forward let's put cliche you know versus cliche wound or cliche um statements you know over it and let's pretend to be happy or let's pretend to be the bubbly Alexis that you think you, you know, that people say that you are because you're not supposed to be sad. Mm -hmm. And, um, so then when pain would come up or my emotions would get too big, it always felt like a level 10 pain. So therefore I wouldn't know how to manage it or I wouldn't know what to do with it because nobody taught me. So when I had all this pain and it all felt like a level 10, level 11, I literally felt like I was going to die and I didn't know what to do. And I felt so powerless in it. It felt so dark and lonely and that there was no way out. And so, and you know, what's funny is like someone told me it was a few years back it was actually before I started like the healing, my healing journey. But someone told me that Alexis, you wear pain so beautifully, and I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment or, like, I I still don't even know what to think of that comment. Because when I think of that statement that that person said to me, oh, that's because I was faking it. Mm -hmm. I was faking being happy. Like, yes, you saw that I was in pain because you knew what was going on in my life. But in each moment that we were hanging out, I was faking and pretending like I was literally having y'all around me in my life so I could distract myself from the pain. Yeah. You're like, so my fakeness was beautiful. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Right? Because, like, that's what it truly was. Mm -hmm. And, like, we see so many people, even when... Going back to you, like, when you numb out, like, you can genuinely just numb out and not feel it. <laughs> My gosh. It it feels like, and that's been a issue in our friendship, or it has been an issue in our friendship, because it always felt like I would look at you sometimes when we would be in fights, and I felt like you had no careness in the world. <laughs> and I was like, where's your humanity? You don't care about me. You don't care about our friendship. I was like the vi- vampire, and I fucking flipped the switch. <laughs> yes, and I was just like, but that's the thing, too. Like, you have to understand a person, and now understanding you now, it's because you feel things so so deeply Mm -hmm. so in order for you to survive you need 
you feel like you need to shut it off. And that's something that you have partnered with that's like, oh no, this is in order to protect myself from pain, in order to protect my sanity and my mental health, I need to shut off. Absolutely. (laughs) And so, and that's because there's a lot of people that do that. There's so many people that do that. Oh yeah. Yes. Like I could probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) but I feel like... I can understand it. Not that that's like, oh, you're wrong for doing that or you're bad for who anyone who does that. Like, no, I get it. Like, I see you and I understand it. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. And hold on. <sighs> I mean, I feel like some people bottle it up. Like, I think yeah. I read about this one time. Like, some people bottle up the pain and some people erupt. Yes. Like, and I think there was a third type of person that deals with pain. I can't remember, though. I just remember reading about it. Mm-hmm. But what were you going to say? Oh, um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Hold on. Um, uh, damn, this is a hard one. Yeah. This is so weird. <laughs> You're like talk talking about pain while going through pain is difficult. Yeah. No, that is true. <laughs> but I feel like the beautiful thing is like I feel like most people who ever listen to this, like wherever they're at in their life, they're probably feeling pain in that moment in some way or another. No, that's true. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think of them. Oh my god. I think what the hardest part is, is like, whenever I was in pain, and people who shut it off like that, like you, mm-hmm. I think what we both can relate in our similar end when we do have pain, we don't let anybody in. Like, we don't invite people into our pain, we only just invite them to distract us from the pain. Yeah. And I think this past week, when I was going through pain, my instinct was, I'm going to shut it off, or, which I truly don't know how to shut it off. I mean, I can for like a minute, but then it always comes rushing back. (laughs) And then my other instinct was like, I'm just not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to act like I don't care. Like, I'm just going to, you know when Krista asked, I'm just going to be like, eh, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, that's exactly what you did. <laughs> oh, shit, I did? <laughs> you just try, I mean, you try to, like, minimize your emotions and, like, no, it's not that big of a deal type of thing. Oh. Okay, I didn't realize I did that. <laughs> but you do that. I mean, I feel like initially most times you do that a lot. Yeah, but you can always get through to me, and I think that's why I called you. Or yeah. You, and I, I asked you to call me because I knew that you would get through to me. And I think as soon as I invited somebody into my pain who would know me, who felt safe mm-hmm. to do that, because you can't just invite anybody into your pain. Right. You, it, it has to be someone that you really do trust and feel safe with. But um, when I invited you into it, even though I still wanted to minimize it and probably convince myself that it didn't matter mm-hmm. or that this doesn't matter, but you see right through me. Mm-hmm. And so 
you know, we talked, we spoke together about it and it helped with the pain of it not being such a level 10. Yeah. Even though it's still painful. Um, but maybe that's it too. Like instead of inviting people to just distract you from what's going on inside, maybe invite someone who's very safe Mm-hmm. And maybe that isn't anybody in your circle. Yeah. You probably don't have anybody safe in your circle and you need to redefine that and transform that. Okay. And that's going to be hard too. Like that's going to be a painful thing to do. Maybe it's going out and getting a counselor mm-hmm. and actually paying for it, paying for someone to not share your secrets and to be the safe person mm-hmm. or getting a mentor or whatever. But I think when I allowed people into my pain, safe people, and that's with the live and free program, I act, and that's what I was doing too. I was paying for somebody to listen to me. Yeah. I was paying for a community to validate and attune to me and heal and, you know, get practical ways to handle my pain in a very healthy way. And, to handle your pain in a very healthy way it means to feel it yeah I'm just thinking I honestly wonder if my experience with relationships with people is the same as a majority of people in the sense of I remember my whole life I had tons of friendships like you know I have my family all of that but like and I think that's what was that's what drew me to your like our friendship I told you this before but you were the first person that I could actually like talk about deeper things than just hey what are you doing oh yeah girl let's go do this you know like it was like hey how are you feeling Tell me really what's going on. Like, it was actually, like, being, like, human to human, heart to heart, not just, like, this facade of what we think, like, friendships are, and it's just, oh, it's just having fun, and it's just doing things together. But, like, for me now, the true meaning of friendship is, like, someone that I can talk to, like, in my deepest moments that I could actually be honest with. You know what I mean? That I don't have to hide or, you know, fear of not, you know, like the fear of telling them something, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what friendship is, but like, I didn't have any, a single person in my life that I felt like I could do that with until I was 16 years old. Like, and so in my head, I'm like, well, no wonder we go through life and we hide from the pain we bury the pain and that's because most people don't build genuine relationships with other people yeah in the sense of like we can actually talk about things you know deep things so I don't know I was just wondering like am I the only one who like feels that way about like (laughs) relationships in their life or is that like several people you know no I don't think you're the only one I think a lot of people have lived their life that way like I'm thinking back at the times where all the friendships I had when I was in cheerleading and what cheerleading was for me, it was a distraction from what was going on at home and in my childhood. I always used to love the only 
even though, yes, I did love cheerleading for a time. I, I think it has made me who I am today or one of the things. But the only reason why I stayed in cheerleading for so long was because it got me out of the house from what was going on at home. Yeah. And even though I loved the girls that I cheered with, like, it truly felt like a family to be in cheerleading. But what kept me there was I, I, because cheerleading, you're, you're literally there all day, five days out of the week. Like, that's your whole life. Yeah. And what kept me there was just like, I'm not going home. Like, I can't go home. I have to stay here and be surrounded, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... Dang, that's probably why. That's funny. <laughs> You're like just just thinking about things. Yeah, I mean, it's making me wonder. Like, just question like, how many things in my life are distractions right now? Yeah. Or how many things in my life a year ago were just distractions? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think we just unconsciously, not unconscious, because we're conscious, but subconsciously, we we do that in order to, like you said, survive. Like that's our defense mm-hmm. mechanism. Well. Yeah, we have a distraction right here, right now with our phones. Oh, like, absolutely. What we can do, like, I mean, I'm on YouTube. Some people do Instagram, which that's just another destructive way to distract <laughs> you from your pain. Like, you're going on Instagram to compare your life to other people. Yeah. Like, that's even more lonely. I'm like, tell me one time that you've ever scrolled through Instagram and never had a negative thought go through your head. Yeah, and then we go on YouTube or Pinterest or text people just from the distraction or the pain or like yeah distractions are all around us but it's our instinct because we're like no no no, I can't feel this like what what can I do like we're not so and and that's the thing like in the Christian world it says we can't sulk in our pain we can't you know self-pity we can't you can't stay in your pain forever because that's not what Jesus would want you to do like okay yes we were taught that and I'm not saying to sit in your pain forever. Yeah. That's not what this is. But in you not feeling your pain and just going out, acting and pretending like nothing is wrong with you, it's not serving you. Mm-mm. Anything that you're doing, that loneliness that you're feeling, it is not serving you. And you think this girl or this boy or this pill or this drink or this whatever it might be is helping you but it's not it's delaying it and when I think back of like when we feel pain and I've even said this this week I I even said this today I literally said this right before we started recording well I've already been through this before like Mm -hmm. I've already felt this pain before I've already been through it Like, I felt like I've healed it already. So why am I feeling it again? Why am I feeling this pain and going through it all over again? Because in that, it just feels like a cycle. But when you think about it, like pain, when you have years of trauma and you feel it in your body and it's been so, like, deep into your wound and into the root of you, it's not who you are, but it's... it's, so many things has happened to your life that let's say it it it, 20 years of that trauma and you're only on the one year of healing like that's okay like that's compared to like 20 years of childhood of someone 
programming things into your head and making you believe what you are or that you don't deserve this and you don't deserve that. You're trying to get out of that and that's going to take some time. Like Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of what I learned in Alive and Free. So I'm going to give you all like a little um, example here. So, okay, I'm going to let you all picture where I'm at right now. I'm in my closet. Krista's right in front of me. The door is right behind me. I have my clothes all around me, okay? So let's just pretend I'm in pain right now. And I'm, I'm sitting in my pain, okay? And I'm let's pretend that I'm wrapped around in chains. This is from my childhood. This is from my mother. This is from high school, being in cheerleading, my body, um, my insecurities about my body that I've learned, my insecurities that nobody's ever going to love me, my um, wounds that, like, I'm never going to find somebody, and then the the relationship that I was in that cheated on me for a long time. Okay, let's just pretend all those chains are wrapped around me, okay? And Krista, Krista, you have the chain, and you're holding it, and you're and, and then, like, you're unwinding me. So I'm literally turning around. I see my painting. I see my laundry basket. I see my dresses. I see my mirror. I see my coats, and I see Krista again. Okay, now keep rewinding me. So I'm unwind, like I'm unraveling my chains. Oh, I see the door again. I see my painting supplies. I see my laundry. I see my dresses. I see my mirror. I see Krista again. Oh my God. Okay, so unwind me some more. Okay, I see my door. I see my paintings. I see my laundry. I see my dresses. I see my mirror. I see my coats. I see Krista again. But that, and like each time I you know, go through and see the pain or unravel and take off each chain, I'm still seeing the same things, but just on a deeper level. And each time I see it on a different, on a deeper level, each chain keeps like getting off of me. So my chains are getting off, but I'm still seeing the same things or I'm still feeling the same things or, but I'm still, but I'm learning something different each time. Does that all make sense? Mm -hmm. So even though like you're feeling, dang, okay, God's just like speaking to me. I'm literally talking to myself right now. But so each time you're going, you're that pain that comes up that you felt it, let's say six months ago or a year ago, and you're feeling it again. And you're thinking, oh my God, why am I feeling this? Like, I thought I already healed from it. Like, why is this doing it over and over again? This is so annoying. This is so frustrating, God. Like, can this just be fully healed? I just want to say to you, like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you did feel it. You did heal a certain part of that wound. But now you're finally in a place where you so, where you feel safe enough in your life to go deeper and feel it again because there's still something there that needs to be refined to refine you. And that wound is still open a little bit. It's not as big as it was. It's not bleeding as bad as it was back then. You're not falling behind. You're not like you're not behind in your life just because you're feeling this pain again. It's just because God wants to show you and tell you something from that wound again. And it's going to be different this time because you're ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. It's only because you're ready. Yeah. I be- mean, I'm literally picturing, and I don't know why I'm picturing this food. I'm literally just picturing 
like an onion and you're just like peeling off like layers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's like I'm peeling off this first layer and we're dealing with it. And then we go around again and now now we can peel off the next layer. Okay. And then we're going again and now we can peel on the ne- off the next layer. But when you peel off this next layer, you're probably going to cry because it's going to hurt your eyes. Mm-hmm. And when we peel off the next layer, like you're probably going to cry a little bit more because it's mm-hmm. going to hurt your eye. You know what I mean? Like it's like when we're peeling off those layers, I love how you said like it typically comes at a certain time you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so like in your case when you thought that you've already dealt with it it's like okay I dealt with a certain level of -hmm. it and maybe now it's time to go deeper I'm ready to go deeper and maybe understand a different level because like how many times have you said to me like whenever you had un you know peeled a layer of your pain or your trauma were you like oh my gosh if I would have like dealt with this six months ago I wouldn't have been able to understand or survive it Mm -hmm. yeah like that I'm I'm like the whole time you're talking about like onion onion (laughs) yeah and that's so true because like and we think and I think about people are coming to my mind as well like let's say like people in marriages where like all of a sudden their childhood comes up and it starts being painful because now they've because actually like you're finally in a place where you feel loved you feel safe or in that marriage it's very triggering and it's triggering on past wounds from your childhood because that what that's what marriage kind of does to be honest just from the um couples that I've talked to and heard from like it's because you feel safe or they're tapping on a wound that um that you've never even realized before because it hasn't come into play in anything because you distracted yourself but now you're in a place where it's a mirror Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship where it's a mirror and now you have to face it and so and then also like I mean just because you going back to not feeling it shutting it off just because you've shut it off and don't feel it doesn't mean that it's not there exactly and Here's another analogy for you just to break it down even more because I love analogies just to give people a visual um, way of thinking. It's like, let's say you put your hand, like, let's say we don't feel pain as human beings. We've never felt pain, right? Mm -hmm. Pain wasn't a thing that we feel. Let's say I'm cooking and I don't have any oven mitts on or anything and I put my hand on the, like, burning hot stove, Mm -hmm. like on the pan or whatever. And I'm not feeling any pain. That doesn't mean it's not still burning my hand off or my skin off. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, it's still damaging you. Uh, Yeah, I'm not feeling it damaging my body. Mm -hmm. And then I look up like 10, 20 seconds later and my hand is almost like burnt off completely. But I just don't feel the pain. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it didn't cause any damage to my body whatsoever. Like... God was very creative and intentional when he allowed human beings to feel every single emotion, including love, joy, happiness, tears, pain, um, sadness, loneliness, loss. Like he was intentional because those all matter. And it was an awareness of like, okay, we have to feel the pain to know what's going on. Like, that's what pain generally is. It's like, 
it's telling you what's going on inside you. It's your body's way of speaking to you. Yes, it's mm-hmm. your body's way of speaking to you. And, like, I'm starting to read a book that explains, like, trauma in the body, which I have been going through this. And I don't know if anybody, if, if anybody can relate to this, but, like, you're not feeling your pain, like, emotionally, but you feel, like, certain pain in your body just randomly like with me like my heart feels like it's clenching together and breaking mm-hmm. but like I'm not feeling it emotionally I just feel it physically mm-hmm. in my body or in my stomach like it feels like I'm about to throw up or my throat hurts and it's like I want to get something out it's like my throat like my body wants to get something out and say something but it's just not because I'm stopping myself, you know, mentally, because I don't want to feel it right, mm-hmm. or I don't want to say it, or I, and, you know, like, I think it's so true when they say, like, you have to listen to your body, and I think God puts so much authority in ourselves, and so much authority over our body, and, and free will to know, like, oh, this is happening, so what is this getting me aware of, like, what is this, and that's when we truly have to partner with God, of, like, God, I'm in so much pain right now, and it feels like death, and I don't know how to let this help me, and that's when we partner with God of like, okay, how, what is this, what is this pain telling me? Are you trying to refine me, God? Okay, what do we do? Like, I trust you. I'm partnering with you in this pain, so what do you want to tell me? And that is very hard. Because that means you have to feel it. Like, God's going to let you feel it. He will. Because that's the beauty of Him. And But even in the midst of that pain, like, guys, like, it's hard. It, it is. It is really hard. Like, it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, it literally feels like hell. <sighs> but there is so much beauty and so much reward in feeling that and coming on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be in this pain forever because I was even like yelling at God the other day saying like, why do you want me to be in this pain? Like it feels like you want me to be in this pain forever. Like I still struggle with those thoughts. Like I'm not, I haven't arrived yet, guys. Like I'm, I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to y'all. But, I mean, I really don't think, I don't know that we ever do arrive. Yeah, we won't ever truly arrive until we're in heaven. I just think, like, you can try to rewire your brain and try to stop yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you can be better than you were yesterday. Absolutely. And there's always hope for that. Like, you can, and then once you feel all that pain and, you know, Invite people in. Invite God. You know, partner with people. Like, get counseling. Get aware. Like, actually let your pain teach you something rather than let it kill you. Like, we do have authority. Like, we have power. We don't have to feel powerless in our pain. Like, we can actually feel it and be like, okay, what am I thinking when I'm feeling this way? What are my core beliefs that that I'm thinking of like it's at the forefront of your mind when you're in pain like that's where your core beliefs come from and what am I thinking oh oh so I really believe this about myself I'm unlovable this is where that pain is coming from oh I'm not worthy 
oh, I don't deserve this. Oh, I, God hates me. Oh, I truly believe that. Okay, where is that coming from? You know, like it can teach you something. You don't have to let it overpower you because that's what the devil wants. The devil wants to trick you into thinking that this pain is going to kill you or that this pain is going to never let you be the person that you once were or you're always going to be your mistakes or this pain is all the like this pain will always be what you will feel. Like this pain is forever, but that is a lie from the devil. That's what the devil really wants you to think. But I want you to really look at yourself and believe in yourself and get and fight back, like get up, fight back and be like, no, I'm going to feel this pain. It's not going to take me out. And devil, you're a lie. Yes, those thoughts are those thoughts that I'm feeling, those wounds, they are a lie, but I understand where that's coming from and I'm going to give myself compassion and grace. Mm-hmm. And And that's the thing, guys, like our mistakes really don't define us, but how we heal through our pain, how we heal from that, that's what does define us. So how do you want to define yourself? How do you want to heal? What does that look like for you? That's what pain can truly teach you. That's what pain truly can be there for you. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Oh, do you have anything else? I mean, I guess just to like put it all together like we at the beginning of the episode we talked about how um we can redefine pain and really I feel like maybe it's not even technically redefining pain because pain's pain Mm -hmm. it's more so redefining how you deal with pain yes and there's ways that you stick band-aids on pain and maybe it feels like you know the band-aids healing it but deep down it really isn't. You're just prolonging your pain because I guarantee, and and I'm sure there's many people who have done this in their life, like they have put so many Band-Aids on a gushing open wound and the Band-Aids eventually fall off. Mm-hmm. And that wound just bleeds mm-hmm. even more than it would have the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I feel like there's healthier ways to deal with your pain and then ways that we... Um, go to immediately maybe because like that's what we were taught or like what we've seen growing up because that's what you know your parents were taught or like your friends were taught you know like it's just a constant cycle I guess of people being taught this way and then it never ends you know what I mean so it's like you have to make a conscious decision and say you know what I don't want to be in that cycle anymore I don't want the pain to take over anymore whether it be like to to the outside world like them see that my pain is taking over or even just in your inward you know what I mean because I feel like most people um their pain is taking over but very silently yes yeah you know um so maybe maybe it's more so like how are you gonna redefine your reaction to pain or how you view pain Mm -hmm. because we weren't we weren't supposed to just survive on this earth. Like that wasn't God's heart for us. Like, and you just surviving and doing what you need to do to not feel pain or doing what you need to do to just get to the next day. Like, I do want to say that there is more for you. Like you were supposed to thrive. You were supposed to feel alive and free and feel like, 
powerful as mm-hmm. a human being. Like that's what God truly wanted us for us. And he wanted to partner with us in that. He wanted to show us what life and being a human can be like and what, what being a human actually means. And sometimes it does mean feeling all those emotions because if you can feel the dip, deep emotions of pain, then you can feel the deep emotions of joy and love and laughter because if you get rid of one feeling then you won't feel all the feelings that the way you're supposed to feel them yeah like there's a balance to everything Mm -hmm. I love what you just said I'm like yes girl being human is not just surviving it's thriving Mm -hmm. like that is the real meaning of humanity in this sense Mm -hmm. like most people are just on survival mode they're not actually living like, like, like how we've talked about before, like they're watching the movie of their life instead of actually being in the movie of their life. Yeah. Instead of actually taking control. And that's because people don't talk about how to not do that. Mm-hmm. People don't open up about how they're really feeling. Like, I mean, just last little tidbit. Like I remember I always thought like, oh, I'm the only one who deals with this. Like mm-hmm. it's only me. Yeah. But look around any person who has ever had the courage to share exactly how they actually feel then there's so many people who are like oh my god me too I feel that same way too I guarantee that what you're feeling every a lot of people on this earth around you in your home in your school if you go to school like in your church if you go to church like they're feeling the same thing in one way or another and we can connect that way and then we can like you know bear each other's burdens and be like okay like how how do we move on from this yeah like come out of hiding in your own self pain you weren't meant to do it alone you were never meant to do it alone not at all and i think that's what keeps people in pain longer is because they suffer alone or they suffer when they go to bed at night and when they're alone driving in their car and all they hear is their thoughts like Please just invite someone into your pain. Talk to somebody. And if you don't have anybody in your life, please go pay for it. Like, go pay for it with a counselor or with a program. If you don't know which one to do or where to even look to start a program, like, contact me or Krista. Like, we've been through programs. I've been through a program. I'm about to go into another program again. Like, there are so many outlets and opportunities for you yeah you just have to choose it like did you know that you can choose what you want for your life that you can choose what you want for yourself and you can actually partner with God in that like this pain can be refining this pain can actually be beautiful for you if you allow it yeah and there's I mean there's tons of different types of programs too like Mm -hmm. You know, obviously your typical like counseling, there's online counseling, there's counseling where you don't actually like face to face talk to anybody or even on a video phone call. You know what I mean? There's several different types. So depending on your, you know, comfortability and personality, like there's something for you, you know, and even honestly, maybe you're like, I can't, you know, afford it and I get it because you have other responsibilities, but like your responsibility to like yourself is a responsibility to you and so there's tons of free resources out there too Mm -hmm. there's tons of free resources you just have to 
choose to find them and choose to look. You know what I mean? And I feel like that still goes with the, like, actually choosing to take care of yourself, too. Yes. You know, which most people, you know, struggle with all the time. I mean, I know I have for the longest, so. Yeah. I am reminded of something in my journal, though, that I do want to read to y'all. It's the verse Isaiah 66, 9. I will not cause pain without allowing something new to come out of it. Thus says the Lord. The Lord said that. The Lord said, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to come out of it. So that tells me that the Lord's God sometimes does cause pain. And that pain does feel like hell. But God is allowing it and causing it to happen because it's refining you. Just like that song says, Refiner, with Chandler Moore and Stephanie Gretzinger, like, that fire, that pain, it's refining you into a warrior. It's refining you into the person that God is calling you to be. And I know that we have, you know, pushed it away and we have free will to do so, to push it away, to say no to what God is doing. Because he loves us so much and he will respect us enough. But there is so much beauty when we're being refined, when we're going through the fire and when we come out of it stronger and bolder and a woman. Like you're being transitioned into a woman. You're having those growing pains. You're being transitioned into a man. You're having those growing pains. You're, God is refining your character. And I just want you to put your hand on your heart or on your stomach or if you're driving, please just be connected with yourself if that, whatever that looks like. But I want to tell you that you're powerful. And I just want to validate the pain that you have gone through for years and the pain that you have stuffed down for a very, very long time. I'm talking to your heart right now. And I'm talking to the you right here, right now, listening to this. Do you feel that? Do you feel the breath right now that is coming from your lungs and from your body? That is life flowing through you. Flowing in and out. That is purpose on your life. You're going to get through this pain. This pain is not going to take you out. I know it hurts. I know it hurts so much that you feel like you can't survive one more day. But this is pain with a purpose. This is not for nothing. It does matter. You matter. You feeling this pain You have endured so much, and look how far you've come. It is not going to take you out. I know it hurts, but this is not forever. This is not your forever. This pain, this feeling, it's not always going to be like this. There is hope. Change can happen. 
I am so sorry that you have lost faith. I am so sorry that you have lost hope. It makes a lot of sense. I get it. I get it. And I know it hurts that it makes you want to tear your insides out. I get it. I see you. I see you. But you are strong. You can get back up. There is hope for your future. Change is going to happen. I don't know when. And I don't know when you're going to get out of this pain. I don't know how. And I don't know how long it's going to take for those chains to just ripple off of your body. But I know, I know that it will. Please, please don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. It's going to hurt, but you're going to get through it. You're going to be okay. You are going to be okay. I see you. I believe in you. And it's going to be okay. We we are going to be okay. I love you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That was long. <laughs> you know what's so funny, though? What? Is like almost every single time that you do that, I'm like, Alexis is just talking to herself. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good because it's like, it's, I feel like it's healing for you. And then it's like, I'm, I'm inviting you in to heal with me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's an invitation for you to not feel alone anymore. Like, we can talk about these things and we can heal through this together. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's good. so true. You go, girl. Yeah, this podcast is really for me, guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is for us. It is. And then it's just like, hey, if you listen and you get stuff from it, this is awesome. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, guys. Well, um, next week we will um, – Continue our redefining series, and if you want to find a way to support us, please rate, review, subscribe. Honestly, I'd just rather you rate and review. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't give a fuck about your subscription. <laughs> yeah, like just, just like say how this has helped you, or just be kind, and that'd be great to support yeah. us. We want to reach a lot of people, and yeah, okay, we love y'all. Yes, <laughs> we love you. Go do it. Yeah, you got this. I believe in you. (laughs) Love you. Okay, bye. Bye.